Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Those of you living in the San Diego area, the greater San Diego area, how about the entire Southwest? Um, be on the lookout for a Cynthia Baker, 31 years old, 4 feet 11 inches tall, weighing roughly 145 pounds. She was part of the Custody to Community Transitional Reentry Program, which is a great program. I'm a huge fan of Custody to Community Transitional Reentry Program. She was convicted of assault with force likely to produce great bodily injury. She was sentenced to three years in prison and moved to a reentry facility. She has gone missing. Yeah, she just walked off. Now, they decided, uh, hey, we're getting noticed that uh, she's not in the facility. Wait, what? Yeah. Why don't you guys go see if you can find her? Yeah, we don't know where she is. Uh, she's not in the facility and we don't know where she is. <laughs> so be on the lookout for Cynthia. According to the uh, Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, they, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, they said that since 1977, 99% of all offenders who have left an adult institution camp or community-based program without permission have been apprehended so there is one percent who haven't been apprehended and i would also like to see the stats on the people who have gone missing and committed other crimes when they've gone missing until they've been apprehended again but that wasn't in the story so if you know uh cynthia baker or her whereabouts just know that she's on the run and uh, the Custody to Community Transitional Reentry Program is looking for her. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Is it possible to extend lifespan and feel younger at the same time? According to a Harvard scientist and Nobel Prize winning breakthrough, absolutely. How? By lengthening your telomeres. Your telomeres protect your DNA and play a critical role in the aging process. But many of us struggle with shortening telomeres, thanks to stress, unhealthy food, obesity, and much more. That's why I recommend Youth Switch. Youth Switch is all natural, doctor approved, and manufactured right here in America. Youth Switch contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and longer lifespans. It boosts energy and can sp support regeneration of healthy organ systems. You can try Youth Switch for yourself today, risk free. And you're going to receive a free bottle of Ageless Brain as a bonus. A great product to help you improve focus, memory, and mood. I can tell you I've been taking it for the last month, and I definitely feel the difference. You're also going to receive four bonus ebooks to boost every aspect of your health and longevity. So all you need to do is go to youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy. Youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy and you'll claim your supply of youth switch and all five bonus gifts youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy to order your youth switch today all right so there's new data from the pew research center that shows 63 percent of men under 30 are single and that's up 
from 51% in 2019. So according to this, COVID isolation and women's high expectations for something serious are the main reasons they're avoiding going out and coupling up. Uh, Dates feel more like job interviews now. What can you do for me and where is this going? That's the way Ian Breslow, a 28-year-old high school teacher who lives in Astoria, sees it. The getting to know you period is gone and that doesn't feel so great after coming out of isolation. I mean, I I live in a different world, I know. I I absolutely live in a different world. But, man, with this talk about coming out of isolation, they live in a different world because I certainly didn't feel like we were in isolation. But, okay. Uh, He talked about uh, walking home from a first date with a woman, and it felt like an interrogation. And she literally asked me, would you rather our kids go to public or private school? Followed by several more extreme questions about getting married. I started responding with what I knew she would hate. (laughs) Just to get her to leave. (laughs) That is awesome. I just, uh, okay. So this, uh, according to uh, Ronald Levant, professor emeritus of psychology at the University of Akron, and who doesn't love the University of Akron, he said uh, that uh, the overall picture is that women are going to go on a date with a man. Chances are it's not a casual fling. Uh-huh. Especially if the woman is kind of uh, getting close to 30, she's thinking about the biological clock and wants to have a family. Now, this is all basic dating stuff, right? And I mean, it's been a long time since I've, you know, been through the whole basic dating stuff. But I will say I saw a video uh, on, uh, on um, Twitter from an account called at Wokal Distance or at Wokal underscore distance. Now, on that account, Posts a video from TikTok on more uh, with the account of at more truth please, and I don't know what show it was, I don't know who's doing the interviewing, but I do know that this girl in this interview shows to me why dating is so difficult for these people, and by these people I'm saying um, you know under thirty. I don't know how old this young lady is. She's, uh, you know, got to be anywhere from 18 to 28, somewhere in that neck of the woods. I'm 180, so I have no judgment on age. (laughs) Well, I know what I think people look like age-wise, but I'm just guessing. So according to the at more truth please on TikTok, it says an insane amount of Americans of all races under the age of 50 can barely speak English as a first and only language. Forget about a level comparable to a person who completed a secondary level education 60 plus years ago. And this is the video that everyone that they're referring to. I think like the biggest thing that like annoys me in like the whole dating world is like talking stages. Like that's so annoying. Like the whole like and just like the inconsistency in them like i literally like hate that like so much but i think that's like my biggest thing it's just like what what specifically just like the fact of just like you like i don't know how to word this like in like talking stages and it's just like you're like labeled that and it's like people like are considered like Uh you can't like you're just like confused and like most of the time like the girl get gets like attached or something and they like see it like it's going to lead to a relationship and it's always not and it's just like, that's like my biggest thing is like, I just hate the whole, like how like talking stages are so like normalized, like traditional dating does not exist in this generation. 
<laughs> I hate it. Traditional talking stages just do not exist. Did I mention that new research has shown that 63% of men under 30 are single? Just swipe right and come on over. But the original, the talking part of dating is gone. <laughs> and like, I just like, you know, like, I hate it. Like. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to animals in the news, shall we? Animals in the news. So we had the National Parks Service uh, issue a warning uh, that, you know, give people an update on bears and what should happen if you see a bear in the wild. And they have said on their Twitter account, if you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course. Pretty funny. Uh, pretty funny, because uh, that's the joke, right? I mean, if uh, all I got to do is be faster than you, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. So just be careful out there when you're out there. Uh, bears of different species make their homes in various habitats across the U.S. Brown or grizzly bears are found across Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Washington. Black bears can be found throughout most of the Northeast, the Appalachian Mountains, and the West Coast, in addition to portions of the South and the Midwest. So... Be on the lookout, okay? They're coming out of hibernation. They're hungry and they're a little cranky and they're looking for a little bear business. So just <laughs> don't worry about it, okay? And when you see it, uh, go. <laughs> now, see, that sounds good, not pushing your friend down to get away. But in the heat of the battle, what are you going to do? Now, we've talked about the uh, cocaine hippos. Uh, in the past, the um, hippos down in Colombia that Pablo Escobar had, and they don't know what to do with them. They screwed up when they went in and took away all his animals, and they didn't take the hippos. And now there's hippos taking care of hippo business, and they're breeding like wildfire, and they got to get rid of them. Okay. So they're going to fly some of those hippos. Now, they've only got about 160 now, and they've tried to sterilize some, and I guess that plan uh, is not going like they had anticipated for the population control, and they're concerned that they're going to grow even more and faster, right, the, the population. So now they're going to send some, 70 of them, to India and Mexico. Oh, okay, great. And those places are having a tough time taking them. Why don't we just send them to different zoos around America and the world? Zoos need hippos. Send them there. I mean, no one supports zoos more than this program. Send, and you could, uh, that's a good advertising point for zoos across America. Yes, we have the cocaine hippos from Colombia, Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. And you could tell the story, and it'd be a great story. So, there you go. I've solved your problem for you. And worst case scenario, you, you kill them and you eat them. All right, we had the, I've told the story before. You can go back and listen to one of my previous shows here on Chewing the Fat. I talked about the guy that wanted to bring hippos to America. Yeah, that was prior to our love of cattle. And he wanted to make the hippos our cattle of the day. And it failed, obviously. But uh, you can eat them. They're good eating. So, Columbia. Either way. Zoos, food. Zoos or food, 
Either way, you don't have to worry about trying to make up a difference. We'll send some to India in a special package at the sanctuaries and we'll send some to sanctuaries in Mexico. Just send them to zoos. Okay, give them to zoos. We're going to give them to you. Here you go. They're all yours. And if you don't want them, then we're going to eat them. Up to you. <laughs> you decide. There, I solved your problem, Columbia. You're welcome. And speaking of cocaine hippos, I see where Netflix made a deal with uh what's his face jermaine fowler a comedian he's going to put a comedy package together cocaine hippos i mean i guess now with the success of cocaine bear we've got meth gator coming and now we're gonna have cocaine hippos could be fun uh, might be a fun ride i mean cocaine bear added another 11 million this weekend which is a 53 percent drop from his debut but uh, it's grossed uh, 52 million globally now. So, you know, for that type of movie, it's a hit. All right, uh, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> All right, so I mentioned that uh, Cocaine Bear was number three this past weekend, Creed 3. Uh, was number one at the box office, $58.7 million debut, setting a franchise record, and dethroned, of course, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which was number two this weekend. So congratulations to Creed Three, Set all kinds of records for a boxing movie, which is, you know, huge. And not just a boxing movie, but a Rocky movie. Um, the biggest opening for all the Creed and Rocky movies. The biggest opening ever for a sports movie. The biggest opening ever for a black director in their directorial debut. The biggest opening ever for Amazon. So it's an Amazon movie. Good for them. I mean, that's awesome, right? Plus, uh, the, the one guy, uh, Jonathan Majors, is in Ant-Man and Creed. So he's in both of the top movies right now in the in the theaters. That's pretty huge. Uh, it's a, your career is on an up. <laughs> your career is on an upswing if you're in both of those movies. If you're in the number one and number two, which was the number one movie, and now is number two, and you're also in the movie that knocked number one out of number one to be number one. Yeah, you can quote me on that. Anyway, congratulations to Creed Three. Oh, and speaking of boxing, I didn't watch it, uh, but uh, DAZN had uh, another Misfits series of uh, boxing with, uh, you know, the YouTubers and the creators and the content providers, and it went pretty well. But one of the things that I liked that they did, I thought was pretty cool, and I I wish I would have seen it, was uh, tag team boxing. I thought that was an awesome idea. (laughs) Uh, Tag team boxing looked like it was fun. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, Los Pinada Caladas, uh, you know, that was the great team. And he's uh, an agonizing, really skinny boxer from Mexico. Uh, the first time I watched him fight, he was, I don't know, he kept complaining about getting hit in the back of the head. He was just a crybaby. Anyway, it was uh, it was a great idea that I hope they continue with tag team boxing. That's all I'm going to say. Did you see the Chris Rock special too? Chris Rock did a live special on Netflix. I'll be interested to see what the numbers were if Netflix actually ever releases them uh, because it was a live Saturday night comedy special with Chris Rock. He did it from Baltimore. And uh, I forgot about it being live. So I went and watched it yesterday. (laughs) Sorry about it, Chris. 
Sorry, sorry, Netflix. But uh, I know you want to get back into that. You want to, you know, people to get used to watching live stuff on your platform. But uh, it's going to take some doing. So I went back and watched it yesterday. It's pretty good. Chris is pretty funny. I've always liked Chris, and uh, man, he ripped into some people and had a lot of fun. He ripped into everybody. Actually, it was really fun. And uh, you know, of course, the big line is the the beginning of anybody who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. And uh, I mean, he went after he went after them all, and uh, it was fun to watch. And of course, he did uh, he did uh, absolutely address Will Smith and the wife, and uh, really fun. So if you get a chance to see Chris, uh, you know, just know it's Chris Rock, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's Chris Rock, and there's you know, it's big guy talk and big guy comedy. Okay, all right, we good? Yeah, all right. Last of Us, uh, HBO. Uh, we had the uh, right next week is the the season finale of season one. Really good. The last couple episodes have been pretty good. We have Perry Mason on HBO starting up, I think tonight, and then Succession starts sometime this month. Their final season. We talked about that last week. Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. Uh, next week is the season finale, season two finale, and who knows when that that show ever will return because Jeremy Renner is busy with rehab. So we've got uh, we got to wait for him to get through rehab to even start doing anything again. So it may be the end of Mayor of Kingstown, but uh, it's been really good. That show is so dark. I read some reviews about where does it go? What does it do? It's so dark. Yeah, that's the point of the show. Okay, it, the show is dark and dingy, and life is just ugh, and it's in this just in this town, Kingstown has a prison and it there these people's lives all revolve around the prison uh, in one way or another and it's i mean it absolutely could be true i know it's not it's just a made-up show by taylor sheridan <laughs> that's not really a town or a prison <laughs> it's just a show <laughs> but it could be real I see also another Netflix show that uh, they just announced uh, called Florida Man. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Jason Bateman's company, his production company, Aggregate Films, uh, is going to put this uh, production together for Netflix of Florida Man. Apparently, they follow a particular man from Florida who's recovering gambling addict, recovering returns to his home state from, uh, you know, because then meets his mob boss and then uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> so we'll see if that actually is worth anything. Uh, Netflix, Florida man to be up and running. Oh, and I see where my main man, Al Pacino, 82 years old. Now don't forget he's been dating his 29 year old American Kuwaiti film producer for the last couple of years. Now, I saw the headline that talked about she was fed up with Pacino's stink. And I thought, oh, man, Al, no, you, you got to be taking showers, right? You're 82, but you still got to be clean. Well, they didn't mean it that way. That's where they got me. They hooked me in with the headline of stink, but they really didn't mean stink. Apparently, she's just uh, she's had it with the 82-year-old's quirks, and it's been causing problems in their relationship Wait, what? An 82-year-old man is has is has a difference with a 28 or 29-year-old female? Get out of here. I won't hear of it. Bless his heart though. Al, I love you for that. Bless your heart. Now, uh, 
the last time I saw Al, right? He did, what did I, we watched him on that one award show where he came out. Yeah, the, the video awards. He came out. It was like, dude, uh, easy, bro. But uh, the girlfriend, I mean, she's she's been out with Jagger, Eastwood. I mean, she likes the old guys. So good for her. Good for her. But apparently, uh, he, you know, he doesn't like to leave the lights on around the house. Because he doesn't want to see an old man looking back at him in a mirror. Uh, he's cheap. He doesn't like to spend money. Apparently, you know, he's got a reputation of a doddering old cheapskate. <laughs> uh, and he also insists that she wears black to match his fashion motto. And, this get this, to be at his beck and call anytime. No, whenever Al says let's go, uh, you better be ready to go. So she's had just about enough of uh, Al's stink. <laughs> I know, I know. It's pretty. It's pretty hard to understand how fifty-three years age difference could be a problem in a relationship. I don't understand it either. So who died today? Who died today? Well, we know Tom Sizemore. He passed away at the age of 61. Now, he went into the hospital on the 18th of February with, from a brain aneurysm, and he never really regained consciousness. Uh, the family released a statement saying it's great sadness. His sons, his 17-year-old sons, Jaden and Jagger, the twin boys, were at his side. Uh, of course, I mean, they lost their dad. and The family is just devastated. He's the guy, right? Uh, and it was said last week, we figured it was coming, that because they were deciding on end-of-life matters. I, I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> uh, have to go through that and decide whether you're going to pull the plug or not? Man, I... The guy was uh, the guy was a working fool, though. I mean, he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, according to this, he was in 230 roles during his 30-plus career, 30 projects in development already again. I mean, he was still working on stuff every day. Uh, you know, he had a lot of struggles, a lot of problems. Uh, I'd forgotten about his deal with Heidi Fleiss, uh, abusing his then-girlfriend, Heidi Fleiss. Uh, and then he violated probation by contacting her. You remember Heidi, the... Uh, you know, pimp to the stars. And uh, she's running a joint, I think, out in Nevada still. Anyway, uh, remember, she, we did an interview. Yeah, she was looking to run a trans place out there, which would have been a great idea. Then he got in trouble on the uh, set of Natural Born Killers back in 03, where an 11-year-old actress claimed that he had inappropriately touched her. Uh, she, she ended up suing him in 2018, and that got thrown out because uh, the judge was like, yeah, no, uh, the limitation, statute of limitations on sex crimes is over. This is, we're not, we're not letting you sue him for that. So I uh, got away with that. He had a lot of drug and uh, alcohol issues over the years, uh, but uh, very sad that uh, Tom Sizemore dead at the age of 61. Then we got news of Dave Wills, a longtime uh, Rays baseball team radio voice, Passed away at the age of 58 years of age. He was one of the radio voices for the race for 18 years. Uh, he died Sunday. Uh, 
I mean, amazing. I had some he had some sort of heart issue that he was dealing with, huh? Some sort of heart issue that he was dealing with, and then now he has. They said that he was diagnosed with supraventricle tachycardia, which is a type of arrhythmia. Uh, he was in the hospital in Toronto last year for a couple of weeks, and then uh, ah, we're all fine, no problem, don't worry about it. Oh no, no, we're not. So Dave Wills. Uh, dead at the age of 58. Then we have Gary Rossington. And you know, of course, you know Gary Rossington. When you think of a guitarist for Leonard Skinner, who do you think of? Gary Rossington. He was the last surviving original member of the Sweet Home Alabama band. He passed away at the age of 71. Rest in peace, Gary. Then you think of another guitarist when you think, wow, Gary Rossington died. What about David Lindley? You know, the instrumental virtuoso known for his guitar work with Jackson Brown. Yeah, he died too at the age of 78 years of age. So rest in peace, David Lindley. I know, I know, he was great. Don't look at me like that, I remember. And now we have a phrase that passed away. That is one of the strangest things. I, I honestly, I, I don't understand. I, I, I could not, I couldn't imagine thinking like this. So Disneyland has removed the phrase "zippity doodah" from the music of its in-park parades due to racial sensitivity concerns. Now, I don't understand this. Now they got rid of a song of the South. Right? They closed that uh, attraction because uh, they wanted to distance itself from the film, right? They wanted to get rid of Song of the South and they wanted to get rid of all those stereotypes. So uh, they shut down, well, they didn't shut down Song of the South. They shut down Splash Mountain as the ride. But Song of the South was, you know, the the, the impetus for the, the ride. And so they don't want anything to do with Song of the South. They don't want anything to do with Splash Mountain. They shut it down. The final operation had a record of people riding and all that kind of stuff. But they have now removed the phrase zippity do da zippity a. <laughs> I can honestly say, not once in my life have I heard zippity do da zippity a and thought to myself, wow, is that racist? I know, I know, I guess it's just me. But you have got to be stretching life and only thinking about racism to think that someone saying zippity do da zippity a is racist. Wow. We are in strange times. And get ready for more racism calls. As Walmart said, they're announcing to plan, uh, announcing a plan to close the last two locations in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they're closing it at the end of this month. They have nearly 5,000 stores across the U.S., and some do not meet our financial expectations. Yeah, this doesn't meet financial expectations because of a theft. So 600 employees being laid off come after a statement from the CEO back in December noting that uh, record-breaking retail theft had undercut the company's economic performance as of late. I think I feel like he's walked that back a little bit because he took a took a beating for that. I don't know why he was just stating, you know, the truth, but you can't talk about the truth anymore. 
because uh, he talked about theft as an issue. It's higher than what it has been historically. So they're closing down the stores. Now they're closing down other stores as well. But Portland is, I mean, they might as well shut that city down. Uh, there's other stores that have closed the, the Rand PDX, uh, Nike is asking for protection from the city to reopen their stores. Cracker Barrel, uh, has closed their stores in the area because of theft. They can't make any money. The police won't do anything to arrest people. Now, Walmart is also saying that they're going to close stores, uh, some stores in Florida, Illinois, Arkansas, and Wisconsin. And they do that. We had a neighborhood store we used to go to. Uh, in our area that closed and I couldn't believe they closed it and then they opened this one closer to us over here which is actually booming and so I mean that's what they do they're in business to make money and if the stores uh, aren't making the money they had anticipated well then they're going to close so it isn't all about crime and racism but you can bet that's what they're going to hear when uh, people start getting all wound up in Portland because they don't have any jobs at Walmart and they aren't able to purchase goods at Walmart. Uh, you know, you're going to have to go steal someplace else. I'm pretty sure they will too. How would you like to be left at sea and just forgotten about? That doesn't sound fun. So a California couple has filed a lawsuit against a Hawaii-based Hawaii tour company, that's easy for you to say, after they said they were abandoned in the ocean while snorkeling and they were forced to swim back to shore. So they survived. Obviously, they filed a lawsuit. <laughs> no one is filing it on their behalf. Elizabeth Webster and her husband, Alexander Burkle, filed a lawsuit against Sail Maui claiming they were left abandoned in the open ocean on an excursion during their honeymoon in 2021. The couple left Lahaina Harbor. Is it Lahaina? 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 Lahana? Lahana? Harbor? Whatever they call it in Hawaii. In Maui, with 42 other passengers at around 10 a.m. for a snorkeling tour. Passengers were told that the boat would remain anchored in the first location for an hour before sailing on to the next location. After doing some snorkeling, the couple made their way back to the boat, but they weren't making any progress because uh, the water was getting choppy and uh, they could feel, you know, the, the snorkeling was a little deteriorating. So they went back to try to get to the boat, but the boat was gone. <laughs> oh, okay. So what, the boat doesn't keep track of how many people went in the ocean? I guess not. So according to the suit, one of the passengers had reported the couple missing when they returned to the ship, but the crew was like, nah, I already counted them. <laughs> uh, because the, when they're out snorkeling, the crew is just getting high. Yeah, they're, uh, they're all here. Don't worry about it. I counted them. So <laughs> I guess uh, the first mate had conducted three head counts and the first two resulting in only 42 passengers and the third erroneously counting all 44 present. In that time, the passengers were wandering below deck because they didn't make the passengers stay still. So Sail Maui, uh, of course, didn't respond to any request for comment. So the couple said, uh, okay, well, so we're going to try to get to the boat as it's leaving. Now it left. Take care. We're out of here. <laughs> uh, that sucks. That sucks. So now they realized, hey, we, we're out here and what are we doing? Uh, the only thing we can do is try to return to shore, swim towards shore. Now, the nearest land was this island of uh, Lanai. I think it's Lanai, L-A-N-I-A, however they pronounce it. 
which according to the lawsuit, tour employees told snorkelers, hey, don't go toward that island if there's dangerous shallow reefs in that area. So that's the only thing you could do, right? So they find it, but they reached it. They reached shore. Good for them. Uh, they had enough energy and power to reach to the shore. Of course, they were fatigued and dehydrated, but, you know, they made it. So soon, you know, local residents saw them and uh, got them some water, got them, they made them use their phones. They called the tour company. No one was even aware they were missing. The company said, wait, what? You're not on the boat? <laughs> so they arranged for a parry. Okay, we'll send somebody out to pick you up. Quit your whining. So uh, the attorney said the couple are still traumatized by the experience. Yeah, I mean, they're not giving any statements because they don't want to have to relive the incident over and over again. But they're both getting psychological treatment. They have anxiety and stress from the incident. And they're coping the best they can. So, I mean, I'm kind of with them. I mean, I don't know that I'm with them that it's such a, you know, they, they're struggling with this as much as they claim they're struggling with it. Uh, but they, you know what, you know what, who am I? Nobody. That's who I am. And I wasn't the one stuck out there in the ocean. And if I had been, I'd probably be dead. Cause I'm like, nah, I'm not swimming up there. <laughs> uh, somebody I hope finds me, but, uh, you know, whatever. I love the whole idea of now nah, they're all here. No, we didn't see them get back on the boat. Nah, you're fine. They're all here. Shut up. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, perhaps we need to find some new employees at the old, uh, Sail Maui. Maybe we find some employees that can count. I know. I know. That's asking an awful, awful lot. Remember, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can order a cameo from me. My cameo uh, tag is at JeffyJFR. That's not free, though. Uh, cost you a little money, but I'll be happy, sad, mean, glad, whatever you'd like. That's what you, that's what you order. I am your cameo. Uh, I'm sure Cameo doesn't like me calling myself a Cameo whore. But, I mean, that's what I kind of am. I mean, they're my pimp. Cameo is my pimp. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, you can order a Cameo at JeffyJFR. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. If you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber, I mean, uh, nobody likes you. Okay. Everybody likes free stuff. A subscriber to this show, it's free, but uh, nobody likes a free loader. Everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a free loader. So just subscribe to this show on any platform that warms the cockles of your heart. I was looking at the top 10 cities that download Chewing the Fat. And uh, so I've got Denver. Denver, Colorado, as of uh, yesterday, was the number one city. Dallas, Texas. Chicago, Illinois. Tampa, Florida. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, San Antonio, Los Angeles, and London. Those are my top 10 cities right now uh, for chewing the fat. So if you're not in the top 10, man, what are you doing? You need to pick up the pace a little bit, okay? I want to read your name someday. (laughs) So those are the top 10 cities that, uh, you know, listen to chewing the fat as of uh, yesterday. So you can, you know, Go ahead, get downloaded, okay? Put your city in the top 10. Let's get to it. 
So, have you ever been to a drive-up restaurant? You know, the kind you pull up to. You know the one I'm referring to. Rhymes with hedgehog. Anyway, if you give uh, you give uh, a sign, your order, and uh, with a menu on it, and that's who you give your order to, and then it tells you along the bottom where your order is. Uh, you know, we're killing your animal now, we're making it, a human bringing it to your car. Well, we assume that it's a human. It says car hop. Uh, could be a robot soon. I hope it's a hot-looking robot, but for now, it's a human car hop. So I I was stopped into one of these places over the weekend, and I ordered three shakes. Don't judge me. You know, I was on my way home, and I went to one that, uh, you know, I go by all the time, and I decided, well, you know, I'm just going to pull in there, and I'll get three shakes. All right, I'll get it. I even called my wife to see if she wanted one, and she said no. So I knew that, you know, there were three other people in the house, including me, uh, that I you know, wanted uh, shakes, so I thought I would stop. And I ordered a large chocolate, a medium vanilla, and a small strawberry with a carrier case. Again, don't judge, all right? Uh, not that I've ordered shakes at this establishment before, but it usually takes about seven to nine and a half minutes to order, from order to delivery. <laughs> uh, somewhere in that neck of the woods, okay? So uh, this time, uh, I didn't even get to the we're making it on the bottom of the sign until about 15 minutes in. Now, I'm I'm waiting. I've got my windows down, and I've got my windows down at this place because I want to eavesdrop on other people ordering. I'm nosy. I want to hear what's going on, and I hear a lot of the car hops apologizing for the wait. Oof, I know it's going to be a while because uh, we are stuck on we're making it. So finally, uh, we get to car hop bringing your order. Finally. Uh, the order arrives without the carrying case. And I say, ooh, uh, I ordered those to be in a carrier. She says, oh, okay, and begins to hand me one of the shakes. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking the shakes without the carrier. I don't want to put them in my car. I don't want to set them in my lap. I don't want to hold, uh, I don't want to hold two and set one over here. I want them in a carrying case so they don't spill all over. So she says, okay, and she puts it back in her tray, and she says, she'll be right back. Ooh, pretty sure my right back and her right back is different. (laughs) I'm positive about that. So five minutes later, she returns with two shakes in a carrier, and she says, they're making you a new strawberry shake. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's, and here's a card for a free drink next time you come. I don't want the free card, but I... I take it. And I apparently, I mean, that means that she must have dropped the strawberry shake in the kitchen, putting them into the holder, right? Okay, so another 10 minutes. And here is the car hop coming up, handing me the strawberry shake to put it in the carrier that's in my seat. Of course, then the top pops off and it oozes down the sides, which is why I didn't want to take it and hold them and put them in. I wanted them delivered to me in the carrying case. I don't care now, though. So I just want to go. I know it's oozing out in the box and it's on the seat. I'll clean it up. I just want to get out of here. So I get home and I pick it up and I bring it. I bring it in the house and I go get a towel and wipe down my seats and I take care of that and I come back in the house and I get it on the counter and I look and now I had ordered three shakes one was a large one was a medium and one was a small okay and i get there and they all look the same size to me on the counter i really wouldn't pay attention at the at the drive-in place 
at the point that I finally got them, I didn't care. I just wanted to get them home. So I see that they're all the wrong, all the same size. So you know they're all larges, which is okay. You know whatever. I I believe that I paid for a large, a medium, and a small. You wanted to give me three larges, fine. You know whatever. So the oozing one I know is the strawberry one because that's the one she brought last, and I know that that's the strawberry one. So I take that out and we wipe it down, and the oozing one is the strawberry one. Now I'm not sure which one is the vanilla and which one is the chocolate as the other two are in the carrying case. So we take a look. They're both chocolate. What are you going to do? I mean, I'm already home. I'm not going to go back. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to... I just The person that wanted the vanilla, guess what? You get chocolate. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what happens in your life, okay? So now, you know at this particular place, you pay at this place, you know, after you place your order but before your food is delivered, okay? And it asks you if you want to leave a tip. So this is my helpful hint to you today. When you go to these places, leave a tip. I don't want to leave a tip. I'm just ordering three shakes at a quick takeout place. I want to have you bring it out to me and I want to be gone. But what that does though, it shows on the board somewhere, somewhere, there's a guy inside that says, oh, car number whatever number you are didn't leave a tip we don't care about that order now (laughs) that's what that says so all right you got me you won from now on i leave a tip it better work Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.